and founder of the International Church of Detroit, where over 900 have been saved. He in Detroit, he started the church in November of the year 2000. Academically, he studied business management at Moth Community College, ministry at Kent Christian College, theology at Texas Bible College. He continued his graduate work in the Christian education at the Institute of Christian Works Bible College and Seminary. He currently assists as an adjunct professor at a number of institutions and was awarded an honorary doctorate in divinity from Southern Eastern University in 2008. That means he's important. Dr. Art Wilson was employed at the Janice Valley Regional Detention Center as a youth specialist and Herbs Jones as a leadership development teacher for the Detroit Public School. He also founded the International Community Development Group, NGO, in 2005, where he founded the United Nations Preaching Point in Manhattan, New York. In other words, he has access to the UN and is allowed to preach and teach at the UN, which no other church in our fellowship have the rights to do presently. Dr. Art Wilson currently serves his ministerial organization, UPCI, as an immigrant ambassador for North American Multicultural Ministries. He holds office as Michigan Men's Director. He's also the National Bill and the Bridge Secretary. He is the author of the books, The Diversity Harvest, and Tell Me the Truth. He is taught at symposium before and he's married to Bethany Wilson, first lady of the, that's the church of Detroit has three wonderful young ladies daughters, Laura Mariah and Michaela I said right? Michaela Michaela, sounds good? Michaela it's her distinct honor to have him preach and teach I believe every one of my converts in this church need to get his ministry on unity and also part two. It's a compulsory. You've got to get the ministry. If we ever get that message in our heart, we would fill this building up in less than six months. I'm, I'm going down. I'll place my paycheck on it. I'll take in six months. This church cannot hold. Get your calendar out. I said, get your calendar out right now, write it down. I said, if you apply everything he tells you in part one and part two, in less than six months, this church cannot contain the results that we're going to have. Now, you may not know it, but he's an accomplished piano player. His wife was a tremendous singer and preacher, and the ladies have a great time with her. And I'm sure, I, I'm sure, in fact, before the bishop come, I want the ladies, uh, Lita, come and bring up Sister Wilson one more time. 
and, and invite her up here because she's a wonderful, wonderful first lady. Amen. Come on, yeah, ladies. Come on, invite her up. Tell him with your voice. Tell him with your voice. I want you to forget, uh, forget about everybody else for a moment and tell Jesus how much he means to you. Everybody. The last service of our revival for this time. And I've been given permission from the Lord. And I'm so glad he has given me permission. We're going to have some spiritual warfare tonight. Praise God. You just give me a little more monitor because I don't want to get much louder than I am. We're going to have some spiritual warfare tonight. Now let me tell you what spiritual warfare is all about and what I want to do. We have been setting this stage since we got here for an amazing, miraculous outpouring of God's Spirit. And it must take place on Sunday night. It must take place on Sunday night for this meeting because we needed just a little extra of the sacrifice ingredient. And all of you that came out on Sunday night, you could have been somewhere else. You could have said, we had a great one this morning, I'll see y'all next week. You could have had every kind of excuse, but you got dressed and you all look wonderful. And you came into the house of the Lord and we've been shouting with all the singers, we've been shouting with the young preachers, we've been shouting with everybody, but now the Lord's getting ready to shout over you. Somebody say, I believe that. Somebody say, I receive that. Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe God can give you a miracle? I want you to know tonight the Lord wants to give you a miracle. Oh, let me say that again. I want you to know God wants to give you a miracle. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom and everything in it. And that's going to happen here tonight. Somebody say amen. As I said, that's going to happen here tonight. Now, all I want to do is take a few minutes and build an atmosphere of faith. And then we're going to come to the front and we're going to receive a miracle from God. Jesus gives miracles. All I want to do. Now, it's up to you how long I preach. I can preach five minutes or I can preach 30 minutes. It's up to you. The minute I feel the Holy Ghost move and say, now, they have got it. We're going to have an altar call. And we're going to have a great and powerful move of God. Would you be seated? While you're seated, I want you to give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus wants to bless you. Jesus wants to touch you. Jesus cares about you. Everybody say amen. Say Jesus cares about you. Jesus wants you to succeed and to be blessed. And He gives His people miracles. So I want to do this. Some of you have been praying and you've been asking the Lord to bless you in certain areas. You've been praying. You've been asking the Lord to bless you. If you've been praying for something and you've been asking the Lord for some time now, you've been praying and asking the Lord for some time for something, Whatever it may be, you've been praying and asking the Lord and you've been waiting and you've been praying and you've been waiting and you've been praying and you're still praying and you're still waiting, maybe even a little discouraged, but you have a prayer request. I want you to stand. I want you to see this, Bishop. I present to you the prayer request from the people of God.
I want you to look around. Prayer requests are in this building. Needs are in this building. And I want to tell you, my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus our Lord. I want you to say amen. And I want you to lift your hands and worship Him like it's already done. And the answer is yes. I want you to worship Him like the answer is yes. Hallelujah! I feel faith building. I feel faith building. Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah. Am I all right, Bishop? Am I all right? With that in mind, I want you to stand. I'm going to read out of the Gospel of John. Gospel of John, chapter 11. And I'm going to read one verse for the sake of time. And you'll know it when I read it. You'll know it by heart. The Gospel of John, chapter 11, verse number 39. Can I do two? 39 and 40. Verse 39 and 40. The Bible says, Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. We can already talk about what God's going to do. This is, everybody say, that's the Bible. Everybody say, that's Jesus. He's in this place tonight. He said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. For he hath been dead for days. You too late. I was very careful in asking you who have been praying for some time because I want to prove to you that God is still a blesser. God will still answer your prayer. It doesn't matter if it was six months. It doesn't matter if it was six years. You, it, help me right now. It don't matter if it was 38 years. You've been praying about it. Today, tonight, something's going to shake loose in this place. And your prayer is going to be answered. I said your prayer is going to be answered. You are going to get that miracle. Now... Next verse. It's four days, Jesus. It's too late. It's even too late for God. You, God, I know you're God, but it's too late for even you. Now, Jesus said, next verse. Verse number 40. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto you, If thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. This was no ordinary test, Pastor. This was no ordinary miracle. This was no ordinary need. This was a need where we contend with waiting. This was a need for the saints, not the sinner. 
This was a need for his dearest friends. And they did not get their prayer answered. So they were doubting God because they've been waiting four days. And it's very important. I had a rabbi say once, and one that does the messianic studies and all that stuff. They said, oh, that's cute. They said that four days is too late because we always believe that three days is the limit to a death, to somebody being resurrected from the dead. On the fourth day, they can't be resurrected anymore because they begin to decay. Jesus wanted to deal with with decaying issue. Miracles have been waiting so long that you're about to give up. Jesus said, I can handle that as well. Don't give up. Alright, I want you to lift your hands and begin to praise the Lord. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't quit. He will be saved. She will get the Holy Ghost. They will be healed. God will per- uh, 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 God will perform a miracle. It shall be done. Our God is God. You may be seated. Don't ever tell God it's too late. Don't ever tell God it's too late. It is not over until God says it's over. It might just be the glory of God at work. It might just be so big that God wanted to save it for last. You ever heard that statement, he saved the best for last? I'm telling you, there's going to come miracles from this moment forward. Bishop already prophesied. The next six months, y'all need to hear me. I touch and agree. The next six months, you get ready to see stuff shake loose. You get ready to, oh, you get ready to see things happen. Jesus is getting ready to take the wheel and take the foreground and steer us into revival. We getting ready to get apostolic in here, so I don't need to make you nervous. But if you feel the Holy Ghost, walk around waving your hand and saying, Yes! It's called Shabbat. It's called waving. It's called proclaiming. It's called prophesying. Tell that issue you got to go. Tell that situation you getting ready to change. Jesus is taking control. Something's breaking in Fort McMurray. Something's shaking loose in this area. Something's coming loose in Alberta. Something's getting, it's, there's a storm cloud moving in. And it's got rain. Rain for the worshiper. Rain for the saint of God. Rain in your areas of drought. Rain from God above. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Hallelujah. All you that's got a prayer request, worship the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Worship Him because He answers prayer. He's the only God that answers prayer. Nobody else is going to hear you. You got to call on Jesus. Nobody else can help you. Oh, 
You may be seated. You may be seated. We've got to be careful as saints. We can't look over into the enemy's camp. We can't look at sinners. We can't even look at new converts and come to the conclusion that we are like them. We are the children of God. We belong to Him. He's going to take care of us. He hears our prayers. I said He hears our prayers. He hears them and He loves you and He's going to answer them. He's going to give you an answer. It's going to be yes. It's going to be no. But I want to deal with that third answer. Or it might be wait. It might be wait. But you will get an answer. He'll always answer you. So I've always heard saints walk around going, God ain't answered me. Oh, He answered you. He said yes. Or He said no. Or He said wait. I feel some waiting in the atmosphere here that's getting ready to develop and evolve into a yes. Your waiting is over. And your yes is coming. Your yes is coming. You need to send up some amens because you've been waiting. You've been waiting, but your yes is coming. Jesus is working it out for your good. He's been working it and moving it and shaping it. And I feel some yeses coming down from above. Yes! You may be seated. Not just one time, but two or three times. I've had young couples that they don't know why they couldn't have children. They just, nobody knows why. It just was not happening for years and delaying and delaying and doubt setting in. They've been laid hands on by this one. They've been laid hands on by that one. They've just been delaying and delaying and they've been doubting and wondering what's going on. Your Bible tells you that God blesses that as well. And I'll never forget it. The time when God says is when it happens. There are appointed times for things in God's kingdom. You are a part of the family. You are on God's calendar for appointed things. And when you ask for something, God deals with it. And God helps you with it. But some of them may be delayed. It may be delayed. Think about it. Lots of people in your scriptures waited. Waited and waited. And every time they, every time they took things in their own hands, they made a big mistake. Ask Abraham. We still dealing with Abraham's mistake. But I never forget, at the point in time, something would move and I would know today's their day. Like any other day, you, I walk over to them. Like any other day, I lay hands on them. Like any other day, we believe. But I felt it was time. And what the doctors would not confirm. What they did not know. And that instant, God did the miracle. And not one, but maybe two or three times, I have seen those who could not have kids. Got a whole bunch of kids right now. Because God did it. I want to tell you, saints of God, your God cares about every single thing that you care about and he answers prayer he answers prayer he answers even the things that you don't think he cares about never forget I was talking to one of our one of my just best young men in the church God saved him he's been serving God for years he has never been able to find the right one 
And he has been faithful. And he's been coming to church. And he had a good job. And he had it, he has it going on. He's a great kid. And one day I walked by him and he looked down. I said, what's wrong with you? He said, I don't think God's going to ever bless me with a wife. I said, the devil is a lie. I said, do you want a wife? I want a wife. I said, then he's going to bless you with a wife. It's just a matter of time. And then God spoke to me. Now, he's been, he's been single for, since he got in church many, many years. He's now in his 30s, and he started getting frustrated. And, I, and God spoke to me. God said, you tell him, within the next six months to the year, he will be ready to be married. Not just ready to be engaged, but he will be ready to be married, because I am sending the one. And I told him that. He looked at me and said, I've been waiting for years. I said, but it ha- it's over. He has heard and he has answered. He looked at me and he said, Thou sayest. At your, at your word, Pastor. I said, Amen. And I walked off and I thought, walking off, Jesus. I hope you are in this. It was lo and behold. It wasn't but a few more months. The door swings open and in she comes. And he's slow motion. And she, and this is a bigger miracle, she liked him. It was a God thing. It was like Rebecca and Isaac being brought together. Everything fixed out. He hugged me and he said, you're a man of God. I said, no, it was just time. But even that God cared about to the minute detail. God is letting us know. You're worrying about things. You're being depressed about things. It's stopping and hurting your worship. It's hurting your faith. But when God says it's time, it is time. And tonight, somebody's getting their miracle. Because it is time. One of our precious ladies... Been going to church for years. Her husband refused. I'm not going to church. Great guy. Just, I'm not going to church. Great guy. He invites us over. He honors me. We come over. He's at barbecue for the church. And he's feeding everybody. And everybody's scratching their head going, why won't he come to church? Just, I'm not ready. I'm not going. I'm, he's just not thinking about church. And I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about And it's just, she's so depressed about it. It's got her bogged down and all those things. And one day, I mean, this has been years, many years. Yay, maybe 20 years, Brother Pittman. Over 20 years. But one day, God moved. I want to tell you, God's got a legion of angels. God's got the Holy Ghost at work. God's got power and miracles. When God's ready, when God's ready, so God moved. We're at the picnic. I'm sitting there. I am throwing down. That's an American term. I am eating. Give me some more of that. Thank you very much. God speaks to me. He says, go over and tell her. He is getting ready to come to church within the next few months. I said, say what? This is one of the hardest guys to win on earth. You go over and tell her in the next few months. Lord, it's been over 20 years. You go over and tell her in the next few months, not only am I going to save him, but I'm going to save both her backslidden kids in the next few months. (laughs) Anyway, God, get back over there. God told me to tell you. Pops is getting saved. 
She said, oh, thank you. I I said, you ain't hearing me. I said, God told me to tell you, he's coming into the church in the next few months and both your kids. She looked at me. She said, you're serious. I said, that is from God. It, and I said, it is time. I kid you not. Next few months, door swings open. In he comes. Everybody's like slow motion. Walks in. Comes up and sits. We preach great service. He walks up, prays through to the Holy Ghost. He became our most on fire saint in the entire congregation. He began to donate and help build things in the church. He helped spearhead our new bus ministry routes. He became somebody I had to slow down. I was like, my God, you've got to slow down. He said, I ain't got time. I'm fixing to move. God saved and both the kids come in. One of them's my youth pastor's wife. Another one's serving in the church. God is doing incredible things. Because miracles will happen when you believe God. Somebody give God the praise. Can God give you the miracle you're praying for? And when you can say yes, God can work. Don't just pray about it. Believe Him about it. Young man come to our church. Well, young man, young man. He's middle-aged man come to church. He's been looking everywhere. He's been trying to receive the Holy Ghost for 20 plus years. Could not receive the Holy Ghost. Never heard anything like it. I've heard of people tearing for the Holy Ghost and all those things they say, trying to receive the Holy Ghost for a few months. He'd been trying to receive the Holy Ghost for 20 years. He came into our service. He sat down. He said, I've been trying to get the Holy Spirit for 20 years. I've been trying to get the Holy Ghost in me for 20 years. I can't get it. I said, that's an impossibility. So you've been trying to get for 20 I said, maybe you just need to be in the right church. I said, you want the Holy Ghost? I want the Holy Ghost more than anything. I want to speak in tongues. I know the Bible tells me emphatically that I've got to have the Holy Ghost. I want the Holy Ghost. I said, you'll get the Holy Ghost within a week. He said, I said, you're going to get the Holy Ghost within a week. I said, you want the Holy Ghost? He said, yes. I said, you come to, you come to this church every day until you get it. I'll be right here to meet you. We're going to pray until you get the Holy Ghost. He looked at me. I said, are you seri- that serious to get the Holy Ghost? He said, I'll be here. He came in. Every, every, we didn't even have church just any day he come into church we go downstairs and we start praying we have a prayer meeting for hours he prays, prays, prays we do all kinds of things we jump up and down we worship he didn't get the Holy Ghost first day he didn't get the Holy Ghost second day he didn't get the Holy Ghost third day he didn't get the Holy Ghost but the next service when we got to the service he come in we all gathered around him and prayed and he who said he could never get it who had been waiting 20 years trying to get it fell back speaking in tongues with the Holy Ghost and he is one of the most on fire people in my praise team right now today God answers prayer. God answers prayer. But what we got to understand is we don't have to worry and we can't keep delaying and we can't keep looking at the clock going, oh my God, why is it taking so long? Instead of spending all your time worrying and looking at the clock, spend your time praising and magnifying Jesus like it's already done. That is faith. That is is faith. But I want to get to my story and I'm going to be done. Give me a few more minutes. This story is interesting. You know this story is so powerful. This story, we, we, we neglect this story a lot. 
You know why we neglect this story? Because we spend a lot of time focusing on Mary. You know Mary. She washed Jesus' feet. She's such a powerful lady of intercessory prayer. When the other one was, was sitting around working, Mary was at his feet. And we spent so much time talking about her. Even in this story, we spent a lot of time talking about because she wept and she's such a good spirit. But this story isn't about Mary. Then we spend all our time worrying about Martha and how Martha was a complainer. People spend all that time you know, rebuking Martha because she was talking about, Lord, it's too late. And by now he's thinking that we call her the one of no faith. Really, she was just quoting what she's always been been taught. You know, she was a workaholic for the Lord. So, or we, and rightly so, we spent a lot of time talking about Jesus, how he waited around, and then he, he told him he sleepeth, and he said, well, he's dead, y'all don't get nothing, he's dead. And then he said, I am the resurrection of life. And we talk a lot about how Jesus took his time to get to Lazarus' tomb. And we, we, we talk about how all that means. But we always neglect the star of the story. We forget to talk about Lazarus. Lazarus is the guy in the tomb. Lazarus is the guy going through everything. Lazarus is the guy that is going through all kinds of chaos. And we skip him in the story. But I want to tell you this lesson was for Lazarus. It was for Lazarus' ministry. You need to hear me right now. It was for Lazarus' faith. Lazarus was the friend of Jesus. But he was not as close as he should have been. But after this miracle, every time you read, you read the next few chapters. He's next to Jesus at the party. He's next to Jesus. He's right where he should have been. And they even came to not just see Jesus, but see Lazarus. He brought glory to the kingdom. But Lazarus went through some stuff. let's, let's, Let's talk to Lazarus. Lazarus got sick. We We prayed for Lazarus' healing. He died anyway. We pray for Lazarus to get well. It didn't happen. They figured, well, Jesus will be there. Lazarus, he's like, <coughs> is he here? No, Lazarus. Oh, man. <coughs> well, I yet wait. Lazarus, you got a few more minutes. Well, where is he? He's not coming. Lazarus is thinking, uh, my prayer is not going to get answered. You ever been there? I don't think he's going to answer this prayer. Lazarus, <coughs> look out for the sisters. Look out for the house. <coughs> he's gone. They take Lazarus up and say, oh, his prayer didn't get answered. The pallbearers take him down. and We put him in the family tomb. They take him down in the tomb. Lazarus is being carried. He is unanswered prayer. They sit unanswered prayer in the place of the dead. They leave unanswered prayer down in the valley of the dead. In the tombs they leave him. They walk away and they give up and seal it shut with a great stone. This is over. This saint, prayer was not answered. Ever thought that way? Roll that stone over and they walk away weeping and crying. Oh, his prayer wasn't answered. But we need to go back down in that tomb. We need to go back down in there and find out that a lot of us feel like Lazarus. 
when our prayers aren't answered. But we can't go down in the tomb unless we got the right scenery. Lights, please. It's dark in the tomb. Y'all down in the tomb with me? This is, I want to introduce to you unanswered prayer. Darkness. Fear. Doubt. Ever felt this way? You ever felt this way when you've been looking for something but it ain't came? You ever felt like you've been in darkness and it ain't happened? You ever felt like there's no way I'm getting out of this? Lazarus is in this tomb. And all of a sudden, he hears his name. You got to understand, we're always on the outside looking in. Let's get on the inside where the real drama is. On the inside, you waiting for your name to get called. He's thinking, oh, I'm just waiting on the rapture. Just waiting on the rapture. Jesus, how long we got to wait? He hears this. Lazarus. He had to call his name or the whole family would have came out. Lazarus. Oh, is that the rapture? Oh, we can ready to be raptured. This ain't the rapture. Your prayer is getting answered. My prayer, Lazarus, come forth. All of a sudden, he gets his power back. And in the darkness, he realizes, wait a minute. I am coming out of this. I want to tell you tonight, all of you that stood up, and spiritually, you're in this situation tonight. Your name is getting called tonight. Oh, you don't feel this yet. I, you didn't hear me. I said, Lazarus, come forth. I said, your name is getting called tonight. I said, your name is getting called tonight. Turn the lights back on. Lazarus started saying, wait a minute. Now, I want you to understand something. He was tied up. That's doubt. He was tied up. My question is this, Bishop. How do you get out of a tomb and hop up the stairs and you all tied up like a mummy? You got to be willing to fight for this. Some of you some of you pray three seconds and you turn back around and go back out the door. That's not what's going to happen tonight. Tonight you're going to pray until you see the light of day. I said you're not going to quit. Y'all need to help me right now. We're not quitting tonight until we feel our release from God. We're going to feel our release from God. We're not quitting tonight until we feel our release. I want to tell you something. Lazarus tied up. Everybody watching me? Y'all, y'all need to hear me. Some of you, some of you, you're going to have to come to the altar tonight. It's not coming to you. Okay, I think I got this. Some estimated was 39 steps. Some estimated could have been as many as 39 steps. And we never talk about the fact that he had to get up them stairs. Ugh. Ugh. No stone rolled away yet. Ugh. All he sees is darkness. But he knows he's got, he heard his voice called. So he's not quitting until he gets to the top. Uh, he gets all the way to the top and here I bet it was timed perfectly I bet it was timed perfectly because Jesus said come on out Lazarus roll the stone away and there he was 
couple more steps. He comes out. Jesus says, loose him and let him go. In other words, your prayer has been answered. Don't doubt anymore. But we have got to put forth effort tonight. You know what? I feel safe. We're quitting right here. We're done right here.